what's up? This is Kirby and Ember, and you're listening to Fashionably Late, where coming out has no timeline. Join us as we share our experiences as late-blooming lesbians. When we first started talking, like, I guess I didn't really ever think about the level of emotion that comes with long distance like it's intense and I had no idea that it was going to be this intense this is your first long distance relationship right kind of like this far yeah same I've never been in a long distance relationship at all it's a lot harder than you would think I feel like it's just kind of like a roller coaster like you just wait for that high and then as soon as it drops, it drops hard and it stays low for a hot minute before you start climbing again and you get that high again and it's just vicious cycle. Yeah, I think one thing that scares me is like that when it's long distance, like you're always when you're together, you're always on that high and then you go back and you can't wait for the next one. You can't wait for the next one. And like, I guess part of me wonders like, Part of me wants to hold on to that. Like, I want to hold on to it as long as I can because I know that there's, like, a a special piece that, like, once you're not long distance, then it's just routine. Yeah, you almost start to take it for granted. Like, routine scares me because routine gets boring for me. Well, I guess it's a good thing that we're 1,400 miles apart. That's true. That is a good thing. (laughs) But I will say, like... Something that we did early on in the beginning to like really get to know each other. Like, let's talk about that because I think that we did something really special and maybe it's just a normal thing that people do. But I feel like when we first started talking to each other, um, long distance to us, it didn't have a date of like meeting up. Like there was none of that. It was just long distance, like distance, right? We just, there was no, let's meet up. Well, And when we first even started talking on a more serious level, we had talked about meeting for the very first time this month. Exactly. February. We were going to wait four months (laughs) before meeting at all. So, okay. What were some of the things that we did in the beginning that, that um, you think helped get through that part? So all the different games we played, like, just different games to really get to know each other and like icebreakers to talk and open up. I liked that we did like show and tell and we took pictures of like random things in our house or other photographs, like older photographs or whatever it was to do a little show and tell and give like a piece of a a puzzle of your life, you know? And I think to me that made me feel really extremely like get the closeness that I was looking for like right away because we just dove right into some like pretty pretty deep game like what were some of the games like they were fun we need to play more there were so many we do need to play more there were so many different games I know one of my favorite things that we did was gave each other a daily request or specific amount of something that we wanted from each other whether it was three photos of whatever falls into the category for that day. Those were some of my favorite, like, cause then it was all day long. You never got, you never knew when you were going to get the photo. You just, you knew you were, it's like the excitement of it. Mm-hmm. We played, we played one game where it was like, 
it was like um uh we could ask whatever we wanted it was like a question and we had to respond oh. however we wanted in two minutes however many minutes it was like timed out that was fun yeah like just type for the next three minutes and don't stop and when the timer goes off then we just send it yeah and there was like no thinking just start typing just start typing and like just really like finding ways to just like pull it out of you because I think in a long distance relationship communication is everything and so how do you get somebody to open up to a brand new like you're, we're brand new to talking to each other and it's fun and, and exciting but there's a level of like like remember how scared I was in the beginning like I was just like can we talk on Snapchat? Like I was so fucking, I was so afraid. I was so afraid. I'm like, what do you do? Are you saving this? Are you like, I need to know if you screenshot something like, who are you? It's true. No, you wanted no receipts ever. (laughs) Um, I think that's, I think that's normal though. I think that there has to be at least a small period of time where you do get that trust out of someone before you really open up to, because with long distance, everything is through the phone and some things are hard to put out there in that way because it's just not always safe. So I don't think that was abnormal. I'm glad that you, you trust me now, though. I'm glad we got to that point. We, I trusted like fair, like pretty quick. <laughs> like you were like made me feel very comfortable. OK, but wait, what was we did? We did true like the, the normal simple games too, like two truths and a lie. We played that often. And that was another thing is that when we would play these games together, we would also do the same thing, like take a bath at the same time or, you know, watch a certain show or listen to a certain playlist while we were doing that. And those small things just help you feel so much closer when you're not. I I loved bath dates and bath dates are still my favorite. Like I will never get sick of our bath dates. Like me neither. For sure, love the bath dates. And um, I also really enjoyed, do you remember that one time we wrote a story? (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were about to say that. Did you? Did you know? (laughs) Yes. And that story never, I don't think that ever got finished. No, and I don't think we saved it because it wasn't in like a shared notes because we didn't know about shared notes for a while. And if you guys don't know about shared notes, oh my God, they're amazing. Basically in your notes app, you just share a fucking note and like it's a stream of some poetry. Photographs. Well, can I talk about the journal? The <gasps> journal that we started before? Yes, talk about the Can I? Yes, talk about the journal. So that's how it all started. And then I kind of feel like instead of having a physical journal that we were trying to mail back and forth or give back and forth when we saw each other, I feel like everything we would have written in that journal kind of just got transferred to that shared notes. And you can put the pictures in there and audios and anything that you want and go back and reference at any time. And to me, it's always kind of a special little surprise because my phone doesn't notify me when you add or edit something. So then when I just so happen to check it, it's like, oh, a little surprise. But the notebook, so the notebook was, I started um, because um, I was going to Mexico Mexico and I was like, we're not going to be able to talk for a while. So I'll just like write you a bunch of letters and mail it to you. And so I did that, and then you were like, I'm going to... 
And you tried to tell me you can only read one page per day while I'm gone as if I was going to be capable of doing that. Was you just like, you like sat down and read it all right away. You didn't even wait. wait. I think I at least read the first four pages in the first like hour. I had, I had like games in there. I had like hangman. Like I had like different little, little games throughout or whatever. Yeah. You had the one game where you wanted me to guess the spots and you didn't even remember what the answer was so I'm never gonna know, know. <laughs> I know oh actually I think it's I know I think forever I know, no I think I know what it was it literally what just it? it literally just came back to me right now like I've never I, I thought I would never get this but I think it was um it was something about a band that I didn't like. yes Nickelback, Nickelback. it had yes, to be about Nickelback was, yes you do know <laughs> It was about Nickelback, and it said, like, I hate Nickelback, or Nickelback sucks. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <clears throat> yeah, and then we, I don't know, the pictures, too, the little pictures that you took, and um, you sent me those as well. Those were sweet, and I still have them, like, in the back of my phone and all kinds of other places, so there's that. And the t-shirt or the sleep, the sleeper. The nighttime shirts. Yeah. 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 I wanted you to know like what I smelled like. I thought that was important. Like you should know what I smell like. And so I sent my, <laughs> I sent my shirt in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> it arrived. <laughs> it arrived in a Ziploc bag and it had my scent. It's true. And I kept it in the Ziploc bag when I didn't have it on for like the first couple days. This sounds obsessive. <laughs> okay, but listen, but listen, are you okay right now if I offer my services to wear another sleeper shirt and to mail it to somebody who wants to pay for it, like auction it off like a sleeper shirt so I can buy a plane ticket to come see you? Are you okay with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'll do the same. So, okay, if you're listening, yes, I will... Pick one of my shirts that I sleep in every night. I'll sleep in it for a week straight, and then I will mail it to you. Um, no questions asked. In a Ziploc bag. In a Ziploc bag. So the the fresh musk is there, and all all the hundred percent, a hundred percent. I will even do some pull ups, like some work. Um, just email me for uh, price inquiries. We'll talk. Yeah, we have that's that brings us to a good topic. We have an email address now. That's new. we do. That's new. What's our email? Because I already forgot uh, it. I it th- I believe it's capital F capital L lesbians at gmail.com. I put it in the bio um, information on our Instagram. Oh, right on. So okay, let's talk more long distance. Let's get back into this. Um. Uh. First goodbye. Second goodbye. Third goodbye. Let's talk about it, Ember. Let's just talk about that. First goodbye, what was that like for you? Okay, can I just say, I was just talking to a friend, Courtney, the other day, and I told her that I feel like there needs to be a long-distance disclosure for every single couple that is leaving their significant other for the first time. Bring tissues on the plane. Mm, 100%. Please, for the love of God, God, bring tissues on Awful. I, Awful. I I used my sleeve. I'm not even I have no shame. I had no choice. I was blocked in and 
hiding from everybody because I was a blubbering mess and like literally just my whole sleeve, my whole entire sleeve. Same. And everyone within my little circle probably thought I was (laughs) sick because I sounded awful (laughs) and it's impossible to hide. So just bring tissues on the plane first and foremost. Um, Goodbyes. Okay. I feel like the goodbyes have only gotten harder for me. And I feel like the first and second goodbye, I thought that I was able to like hold it all together and thought that I was going to be able to do that every time. And then, um, I don't know, it just gets, it gets harder to the point where I broke down in the airport this last time. That was hard for me, uh, have no- so hard for me because, you know, I had to, I was going to my gate. You were going to your gate. We were both flying back home at the same, same time. And, but on opposite sides of the wing, you know, in the airport in Tampa and, yeah, like having to walk away from you with tears, you know, streaming down your face. That sucked because I wanted to just be like with you longer. But I was so proud of you because you held it together and you were so strong for me and just hugged me and told me it was going to be okay. Okay, so let's let's talk about then goodbye number two I was I didn't hold it together I broke down and cried and I think the reason why I did break down and cry is because we were still in the hotel room and for me like that was a safe place for me to just let go of my emotions and but in the airport yeah I mean I knew it was coming but like I just was like like there's so many people around me like and it's not that I like there's Mm -hmm. it's not that I like I'm totally pushing it away, but I'm just like, I kind of get like almost numb to it until I'm like, I'll have a chance to like process it. Until you have your moment to let it out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think I, I get that completely. I'm the kind of person that I'm okay with acting like it's okay until. For everything. For I, everything you do. <laughs> you're like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm always okay. I'm like, yeah, but just- everything's always fine. I'm always fine. Um, but I'm also that type of person that when I'm sad about something, if someone I love approaches me about it, then I break down. So when you, you know, asked me if I was okay right before I walked away and made me come back, it was like instant tears, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Like, mm, what about day after day after goodbyes? That's the hard part for me is because when we get back from our trips, it's immediately back into work and motherhood and house duties and nothing stopped spinning while we were gone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, the next day is just... I think every time I've come back because we have to just dive back into our normal routine, I almost feel a little bit like gypped or like ripped off of being able to feel my true emotions. I feel like it got taken from me and that part can get confusing for me because I'm like, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it when I got back because I just dove right into everything and I didn't have a chance to feel anything. I just went straight back to 
being in meetings all day and working and coming home and like taking care of, you know, house duties or kids. And yeah, it's just, um, it's not a lot of time to really process it, I guess. Well, and that's why I've joked, but you know, I'm partially serious when I say that moving forward, I think that the day after coming back, there has to be something that gives you some time to process. I, you know, whether that means that I, I do give myself a couple hours where I leave and allow myself to feel all of the, the feelings because it's not healthy not to, and then it'll catch up to you. And that's why I think day number two, three, four is harder for me because it does start to sink in a little bit more after just going straight balls to the wall when you get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think like the next morning, like waking up and you're like, not, we're not like next to each other waking up. That was hard. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I think, you know, just like the, the comfort level that you have with the person that you're in love with, and then you have to go back to not having that comfort and it sucks. It does. It's not for the week. It is not for the week. Yeah. And then, you know, it's not that we're just, we're also dealing with the emotions of our partners when we come home there's an adjustment for everybody. It's not just, it's not just us being like, okay, we had a girlfriend for the weekend and now we don't have a girlfriend anymore. It's like everybody's adjusting and everybody's somewhere in their grieving stage, whether it's good or bad. There's some, you know, we're all landed somewhere and usually it's pretty fucking heavy when it's heavy, you know? And it was a heavy ass, Mm -hmm. it was a heavy week. Extremely. It was a heavy week. I I feel like we handled it well, though, compared to, at least from, I can only speak for me, but I feel like I handled it really well compared to how I've handled it in the past. I don't think that I ever got quite as low as I have before. And I think a lot of that, too, is that I feel like our ability to have open communication has only grown when it comes to just how freely we're able to talk to each other, how often. And I think that helps me. A hundred percent. Yeah. And we have these new bond bracelets. <laughs> we do. The bond bracelets are helping, like, especially like with me being in meetings all day, it's nice to just know that if I can't look at my phone to feel like that little buzz come through, like you're still thinking of me, I think. Yeah, so if you're in a long-distance relationship and you haven't heard of the Bond bracelets, I suggest them. I should link, They're pretty sweet. I should link them in my bio. I'm going to do that. You should. I think that I would suggest them for any long-distance relationship, and I didn't even know about them until a week ago. Yeah, they're amazing. So much fun. It's like we have, like, little, like... You press, you press your... Like Morse code. Yeah, you press your bracelet three times and, like... Bzz, bzz, bzz. And that means I love you or different little sayings. You know, you, you can make up your own codes. We also started reading a book together. Who is it that um, I absolutely love, love their content. Um, BD Moves, TikTok content creator, recommends like, has like a whole playlist of books um, that she recommends. And that one was one of them on the list. It's called, what is it called? Let's, uh, 
lesbian love addiction lesbian love addiction that's what we're reading right now we just we just got into it really so i don't feel like we're that far along to talk about it yet but it's it's definitely interesting no but that's just one more thing that as a long distance couple helps I, i feel like it's just so many little bitty things that you have to you just have to appreciate all the tiny things like that even watching the same show together when we do that Oh, yeah. And it's like making time. Like the one time we went and got coffee, we had coffee and sat in the car. And then if you remember, like, that's when we joined um, Spotify. You can join Spotify at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so we joined Spotify together on the call and like listen to a, a song together. And or the other night when we went and had dinner together, like, at the end of the night, we were like, let's go grab dinner and sat in our car and ate dinner together. Or the time that <laughs> I feel like every everyone needs to just put each other on speakerphone and watch a really good comedy show <laughs> at the same time and just laugh. We just laughed the entire... I don't think we ever spoke more than maybe five words to each other. It was just laughing because <laughs> that one was probably top, top, top three for sure. That was cool. I almost forgot about that. We should do that tonight. We should. Although we need to get back into the L word. We got behind. We do. Um, what other long distancey things? We always try to have a date set. Like, that is so important. I feel like that's key right there. Like, that is your key of, like, lock it in and feel like you have something to focus on. And that date, because you get closer and closer, and it just gives you the ability to just keep pushing through because it does get sad and lonely and there have been times where I literally want to throw my phone at the wall because I'm just like walking around holding my phone nonstop. like it's I'm like get to a point where I'm like I need to just like get it out of my hand like I'm too attached to it I'm, I'm taking it in the shower with me for god's sakes you know and it's like it's just like it's, it begins to be like w- like what is life like I'm like everything's through this damn phone and so I start to get upset, but then like, I don't know if I have the dates to focus on. It was like when you flew to Chicago and we met out there, it was like, I got to focus on like planning like dates. And I was like, where do I want to take you? And like, kind of, re- and then like, it was supposed to be a surprise, but then you were struggling a little bit and I wanted you to have something good to focus on too. I didn't want, I thought it was like, uh, oh, I want this to be a surprise so bad, but I, I need you to see like what I'm holding on to to get me through it. I think it will help you get you through it. And so I told you like one of the date nights, but I didn't tell you everything. And it absolutely helped. You did not tell me everything, but when you did tell me what you did, it absolutely helped. It's just that excitement, something to look forward to, which is part of, I think what's jacking me up right now is not having the next date set and I think that's that's naturally going to happen from time to time where it's really easy to say one month like yep I'm completely open this month you know this week or weekend and I can meet up and then there's going to be other months where it's like so crazy with you know whatever you have going on whether it's work or personal but to say like that I can get away for a weekend but now The good news is, is we're in a place in our relationship now where we can, you know, the next visit that you, you come to Wisconsin, like you can come to my house 
And, you know, we're getting away from saying like, we have to be in a hotel room closed up and like hidden away. And like, we're starting to get comfortable enough to say like, come stay at my house. Which I think is incredible. And again, going back to what we've talked about before, having that support from our partners that allow us that comfortability and option is huge. It's so huge. There's, and I, I wouldn't, if he wouldn't have been comfortable, I would have said no, like you, like it's not going to work right now. We need more time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, there's, there's a, there's always hotel stays. <laughs> yeah. Although I have hotel phobia, so I don't know about that. You do have hotel phobia. Remember that pull out hotel bed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Eh? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> okay, so advice. What kind of advice would you give somebody if they asked you number one piece of advice that you would give for a long-distance relationship? Um, you have to get creative to feel like the level of closeness that you are going to constantly crave and desire. And so don't be afraid to be obsessive, I guess, like in a healthy way, like obviously in a very healthy, you know, don't overdo it. But like, I want to know you're thinking of me all the time. I want to, um, I don't want to like feel like I'm bugging you when I message you or call you or anything like that. And I know you're busy a lot of the times, but yeah, just feeling like there's no weirdness with it where it's like, I don't know. I don't know if this is like a, like just from the movies or like straight relationships, but like, you know, you wait, like if you like somebody, you have to wait three days before you call them or like, you don't want to show you don't want to be too much and you don't, you know, it's like all this stuff where you're trying so hard to like, not, not totally play up like how much you really like this person. And I think for us, like play it up, like to the extreme, like play it up. Like I want all of it. Right. Well, it's kind of like when you've sent one or two text messages and haven't heard back, but you have something else to say, just say it, like send them the four or five or six text messages because they're going to be happy to have them anyway. It's just like, you know, when I can't sleep, sometimes I just sit there and type out long messages and then they might not get read till the next morning, but it's still there. Or when you called me this morning randomly, because that's just what felt felt good in that moment. I say, just do it. Yeah, I definitely think that wait, oh, well, like just send sending the text message. And like you said, if, if I'm sleeping, like it is the greatest like thing to wake up first thing in the morning and like have this like really thought out, you know, sweet text message to read. Like that's so like who wouldn't want to wake up like that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Stay obsessive in the healthiest of ways. <laughs> Be very obsessive, but have your fucking boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. Well, let's see. What else? Um, what's your advice? I don't know. I feel like for me, the number one thing is constant communication. The, like just making sure that you're always, even when you, uh, 
I don't know how to word it exactly, but even when it's not going to be a fun conversation and you know that, but it's something that you're going through, making sure to continue to talk to that person about all of the things, good and bad and everything in between, even if it doesn't, you know, maybe walk hand in hand with what you're already talking about or like just continuing to always communicate all of your feelings and all of the things that you feel like you need to say. I think that all of the icebreaker games that we played in the beginning, like got us to a really safe, comfortable level of communication. So that way when we are in a place where we're like, like I'll admit like this past week, like everything was so heavy. Like the things that you were going through at home was heavy. The things that I was going through at home were heavy. Work was very demanding. So I felt very almost like it's not like that it was too much, but it was like, fuck, like you have so much going on. I have so much going on. Like, are are we like crazy for trying to think that we can just like mash it all together and like take it all on together? And like at the end of the day, it's like, well, even if we were just best friends, like I wouldn't make you take it all just on your own. You know what I mean? Like I want to like walk hand in hand with this, everything with you. So, but it was hard for me to communicate what I was really feeling. And I was just starting to like, want to like distance myself or just be like, this is too, like, like you focus on you right now and I'll just focus on me because it's like a lot of shit right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, when it comes to that point, which I know that it has for both of us a couple times, or at least I believe so, um, sometimes just the difference between a phone call versus a text message is huge because hearing the emotion and, you know, what you can say in a 10 minute phone call is so much deeper and more understandable than what you can type out in 10 text messages. Oh, for sure. And you were like, do you kind of just maybe want to talk to me? And I was like, kind of a little bit stubborn at first. I was going to be like, no, I'm okay. And then I was like, what the fuck? She said, just, she said, just call me and tell me goodnight. And we ended up on the phone for like two hours. (laughs) Because you know, that's what really happened. You know me. Like, yeah, I tried to play it off. Like big deal. Like just call and tell me goodnight. But like what I needed was reassurance. And I needed to know that like, even though, we're both going through a lot like emotionally right now and it's part of the process and I needed to just know that it was still like we could still handle it like we were still both like I think that's that's like something I'm realizing like even just right now thinking it through that like there's times where like you're going to be really up and like strong and like motivated to like really push for certain things. And then there's the other partner person might feel like completely fucking exhausted by it. And just like kind of saying like, I'm, I'm tired. What am I doing this for? This is crazy. I'm like, I don't get to see you every day and I want to see you every day. And it's really hard not to see you every day. So I think that you kind of have to lift each other a little bit more. What's that saying that we always said, meet each other at our highs and pick each other up at the lows. Like, I think that that's so true in long distance. Well, I know lots of people want to know if we're going to move closer together anytime soon. And we've kind of talked about it here and there, but the answer 
for me is still we're not in a rush. We're not in a we're rush. Not. There's a lot of hearts involved and there's a lot of layers and I think we should be I think we should continue to be selfish where we have control of what we want like how we want it to be right now and if we just if we just blend it all right away like we're going to miss out on I think a bigger piece of it. Absolutely. I think it's important to establish our relationship together and still to this moment reality is that we haven't spent a ton of time together yet. Yeah, last week was our first time hanging out with friends. It was our first time dancing together. It was our first time like eating ice cream together. Like I didn't know, does Ember like her ice cream in a cone or a cup? And like I texted her, I was in line and she didn't respond to me. So I went with the cup because I was like, why wouldn't you just like eat it out of a cup? Because like, it's just a one <laughs> scoop of ice cream. And I get back and she's like, always cone. Always cone. <laughs> now, now I know. Like, now I know. Like if I come back with ice cream, it's going to be in a cone, a waffle cone. It's true. And see, the, that's all the, just the small things that we're still learning. Lots of stuff we're still learning. And so it's like lots of first moments of everything. So I also don't want you to just like drastically like either of us to like make some decisions this this early in the game. Like for me, like that's that's not how I operate. Well, and that's the thing, right? It's like, it's not like you're two hours away and I can drive easily back home if something, you know, like we're talking Colorado and Wisconsin. Like that's, that's a very, very far (laughs) distance. And when you have kids and um, other partners involved and family and all of the things, it's a decision that you would not be able to make alone or turn around from if minds changed or you know whatever it, it, that would be a huge huge life change and it's just still so fresh that I don't even think it's really something we've had to think about a whole lot because we're both just on the same page there that it's okay for now yeah I'm so okay with it I'm so okay with us trying to see each other once a month like you said, every four to six weeks, like I was really happy. That was another step like that. I feel like that you made coming out of this last trip was that you came to the realization that you want to make sure that you're allowing yourself a free weekend every month. Yeah. And I sat down and I talked to Jeff about it and I made it clear to him as well, that that was something that I want for not only myself, but for him too. I think that it's healthy for both of us to have whatever that may look like as our own weekend and for me I think every four to six weeks is what felt doable um you know which is why I made sure that that sounded good to you as well and um yeah I just think like making it feel like more of a a normal instead of trying to squeeze it in when I can or plan it last minute and just making sure that it's something that I don't really have to plan it's just expected almost yeah. Even if that means that I go somewhere else, you know, like whatever that may look like. I, I just think that in our situation, it's healthy to, to step away and give yourself that time, even if it's just one or two days to do what makes you happy. Yeah. 
I agree. I think a lot of people are shocked by it sometimes that like, oh, you can stop and take time for yourself. Like, absolutely. But I am I'm super excited for, you know, all the sweet, sweet things of um, a long distance relationship. I, I feel like it just you have to try harder. You have to want it. You want it more. You crave it more. And you're just, you know, borderline obsessive in a healthy way. And that's what makes it so great. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, DM us on our Insta account at Fashionably Late Lesbians. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode.